Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. This weekend, peeps, I had some downtime, so I thought, you know, I'm going to try to watch some new stuff. So I tried a couple of films. One was Paper Angels. Turned that off right away because a woman got punched in the face by her husband. I just wasn't up for that. Then I tried another one that was supposed to be like this sports movie called Blame for Love, and I turned that one off too. It was just very weird acting. And then, you know, I went over and I thought, you know, I'm going to try something on YouTube. And I've been looking at YouTube. They have some new ones that they've uploaded for free on YouTube. And one of them that crossed my path was this one called Love from Siam. And I did a little more research on it. And this is actually, I believe, the first... BL film that ever came out in Thailand. It came out in 2007 and it went out in their cinemas. They didn't start making series in Thailand until like around 2010 to 14 period, apparently, according to what I could Google. But anyway, I thought, you know, I'm going to try this because I'm kind of curious to see what their first one looked like, what it was about, what it concerned. And it was a very interesting look at how Thai BL has progressed through the years. It also has shown me as a viewer from the Western world, the great differences that have changed in Thai BL dramas. And really, I think, you know, I have not watched a lot of Japanese BL dramas, so I really don't review very many Japanese BL dramas, although I do have to say my first BL I ever watched was Love Life on the Line. I was like, that is simply awesome work. It's a great drama. But anyway, the book, I'm not, no, but the movie is excellent. So yeah, I think it was a manga series that just was not on this thing at all. Not going there. But anyway, the series on TV is absolutely awesome. Definitely check it out. But the thing that I really thought was interesting about this series, in, or this movie in particular, it's two hours and 50 minutes long. So it's kind of like a mini series in a way. It's basically about these two neighbor kids. The one grows up in a very Catholic household. The other, we really don't know what their faith is. And the kid is a musician. His name is Mew. And Mew and Tong are friends in childhood. And they basically kind of connect because Tong saves him from a really bad experience with some boys trying to bully him. Mew in really inappropriate ways at school. And Tong saves him from having that happen. And that's kind of how they start off their friendship. Um, They continue to be friends. And during that time, during childhood, Tong's sister, Tang, ends up disappearing. She goes to Chiang Mai with her family, asks to stay longer, and then simply falls off the planet during the hike, and her parents think she's passed away. This really uproots Tong's family. Um, his parents kind of, they stay married, but there's such fissures in their relationship with between one another, in their relationship with Tong, Um, Tong's father starts to drink um, very heavily. They end up deciding to move out of their home and leave that whole area. And so Tong has to say goodbye to Mew. And this really is hard for Mew because he's already, his family has all left. Um, He's been left with his grandmother to live with her. And so he's basically on his own again. And it's really hard for him. As this story continues, You fast forward about probably, I would say, 
five years maybe to when they're in mid high school, like around probably 15, 16 years old, I'm guessing. Although it's really hard for me to tell with some Asian actors because they look a lot younger than they really are. And Tong and his family still aren't doing well. His dad is continuing to drink. He does not work. He just drinks. His mother is continually trying to be strong, but also zoning out. And Tong is kind of left to fend for himself. He's not really cared for very much at all. He has a girlfriend, but that isn't working out too well either. And that's the one thing I will say about BLs that really hasn't changed over the years, and this film's an excellent example of it, is that the female characters in the BL dramas are not very likable characters. And I'm not saying this to be sexist at all. I'm simply saying I really don't think we need to be showing most of the girl characters in BL drama to be really annoying women. Now, I'm not even saying that there aren't really annoying women on the planet. There are, you know, really. But there are also really annoying guys, and I just really don't see the point of giving them the extra screen time. Um, in particular, I'm referring to a character named Dona in this film, and also to Mew's neighbor girl, who is extremely annoying as well. And I mean, some people would say she gets less annoying as the story progresses. I really don't get that vibe from her, but you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Through a weird set of circumstances, Mew and Tong end up meeting in Siam Square in Bangkok and reconnecting after years of being apart. They kind of start to visit and Tong asks if he can get Mew to give him a music CD because Mew and his band are selling out of their CDs for a band they've created called August. They also have a record label and are doing auditionings and practices and recordings for their new album. As this continues, Tong ends up actually becoming pretty close to Mew. They reconnect with their friendship and Tong even stays over one night at Mew's house when he's having a hard time with his family. And I did really like this scene in particular because it was the one part in the story that I thought, you know, I just want to give a shout out because BLs typically show moms as really cool people. I'm just saying. Now this one, it went downhill from here. Okay, big caveat. But I loved how the mom handled this whole situation because the mom has had all the stress and pressure of losing her one child to, she thinks, the jungle. They think that she died during that trail, trail trek. No one could find her. She got lost. So she comes home. She realizes that her son did not take his cell phone with him, and he's gone for the night. And she is totally freaking out going. She got in her vehicle, went across Bangkok, trying to figure out, like, where would he be if he was going out for the night somewhere? And by the end of the night, she is basically at the end of her road going, you know, I've lost one child to the jungle. I've now lost another kid. And I really don't want to go home and tell my husband, who is dying of alcoholism because he can't handle the stress of everything, that we've lost another kid in, you know, less than 10 years. And not that it'd be good between any time period, but yeah. And so she's sitting in her car trying not to, you know, lose it. And she gets this ding on her son's phone come around early morning that says, thank you for staying over. I'm, I'm glad we could visit. And it's from you. And she sits there and she just goes, oh, thank goodness. And I love how instead of going home and completely losing it at the kid for staying over late without calling, she simply goes home, checks on her son, Tong, makes sure that he's asleep in his bed, puts his cell phone back where it was so he doesn't even know that she borrowed it to see if 
it would get a call or anything. And then she just closes the door and goes about her day. I love this scene because I'm going, you know, there are many ways people can react to things, but a lot of times it is best to react as calmly as possible. And in this case, I think she did a great job. Now, from here on out, it's a downward spiral, but for that one moment, and you know everyone should get at least one moment, it was a good moment. They then meet up with this woman that looks a lot like Tong's younger sister, our older sister, I apologize, who is basically assisting the band with making sure they arrive at their recite rehearsals, making sure they have the food they need, etc., making sure things go smoothly. And she is a dead lookalike for Tong's sister that disappeared. So they pay her to basically come and pretend to be Tong's sister so that his father might quit drinking so much and might get better. This plan does not really work. He does, her, Tong's dad does start to eat food, starts to engage with the family more, but it doesn't stop his drinking problem. And I really like at the end of this video, our film, how the girl looks at the mom and says, you know, we did this so that your husband would quit drinking. He wouldn't have quite so much problem. But, you know, even though he thinks his daughter's back in his life, it didn't erase the drinking problem. It didn't make it go away. He still has to face his demons, whether I'm here or not. And I think at the end of the day, I really did like that moment. It doesn't mean that he even faced his demon. From the end of this film, we're left to think that, yeah, probably he's going to die of liver failure because he had 80% of the function destroyed through alcoholism. And he continues to drink, even though he knows he shouldn't. And at the end of the day, we'd all like to think that most stories have happy ends, but sometimes, in some cases, as painful as it may be, some stories don't have a happy end. And you know, I'm not even saying that the story is ended when you end it here. I mean, you know, there's always that whole thing of what's on the other side. But for Tong's dad, it probably is not going to be a positive ending. But I don't think, you know, that's necessarily a bad thing to depict because a lot of people think, you know, if I just had X happen, it would all be fixed and better. And quite frankly, that's not always true. I mean, yeah, we like to think that if we just had X, Y, or Z, everything would be perfect. But oftentimes it's not. And it's often how you deal with the imperfections and the things that Though maybe they weren't things that you caused, like, for example, Tong, Sister Tang leaving, that you have to deal with because they have happened and they have affected you and those you love. And I think it's how we deal with those issues that defines us, how it crystallizes our character and forms us into who we are. Because we wouldn't be the same people we are if we didn't have our adversities that we have to face. Now, does that mean that adversity is a good thing? Well, maybe, maybe not. But still, it is a good tool to sharpen us into who we need to be. And I think this, this show really shows what are you going to do? Even if everything you think you need is given to you, is that going to solve all your problems? Well, not if you decide you're not going to live well. And that's just the way it sometimes ends up. By the end of this film, Tong has started to really like Mew. And Mew has decided he really likes Tong. But Tong's mother has come to Mew and basically said, You know, Mew, I know you like my son. 
I know he likes you, but he has expectations. He's our only child left. He has to, you know, have a normal life, go get a normal job, have a normal family, and live to a normal old age as a couple with a woman and some kids. And that's the life I want him to have, and that's the life he needs to have. So you need to get out of his life, basically, is what she says. This is the huge spiral downward I was referring to earlier. And really, at the end of this day, Mew does do that, but it really affects his life hard. He quits practicing with the band for a while. He kind of has to take some time out to breathe for a little bit and figure out how he's going to deal with his emotions, his core self, and who he is during this whole process. Um, Tong also has trouble during this time, although I will say the way that Tong deals with his adversity during this time makes it really clear as a viewer that he wasn't meant to be with Mew. Um, not because of anything except, well, to be quite honest, Mew deserved better. Because at the end of the day, when Tong is getting upset because he can't be with Mew, he ends up hitting on this other girl to see if he likes girls or not. And that's a really lame reason to hit on anyone. I'm just saying. And he starts drinking and hanging out with all these, what do you call them, crazy dudes. And it really doesn't work out too well. He does decide at the end of the day, though, to have this moment with his mom where he just basically talks about he and her have this moment with a Christmas ornament. And he, she basically says, you know, Tong, you need to decide what you want to do and who you like best in this world. And the other thing I think is a huge factor in this film is Tong and his family are Catholic. If Tong came out as openly gay and liking you, this would cause a huge ruckus in his household with the church that they belong to. It would not have been a good situation for Tong or his family. And because of that, at the end of the day, what Tong decides to do is he goes and meets Mew at the concert that Mew is performing at. And it's when they're auditioning for this huge festival for Christmas time. The concert is a huge success. And at the end of the concert, Mew and Tong meet up. And Tong says, you know, I like you as a person, Mew, but I do not want to be your boyfriend. I can't be your boyfriend because of who I am as a person. And that's just not something that's going to be possible. But I do want you to have this. And he gives him the nose of this doll who he had prepared this doll that was in pieces that he kind of strewn around like a treasure hunt. And Mew had never gotten the final piece because it was wrapped in a tree that got cut down before they were able to go pick it up at the treasure hunt. And so finally, all these years later, Mew is able to put the finished piece of the doll into place. This movie kind of ends somewhat depressingly with Mew sitting there bawling his eyes out because he can't be with Tong. That part of his life is over and he knows it and Tong knows it and it's kind of depressing. I will say though at the end of the day it was an interesting look at where BL started, where it's going now, and how it is affected. I also really liked the scene between Tong and Mew when they do spend the night together because Tom's, Tong's having a hard time at his home where Mew says, you know, I have to deal with loneliness and loneliness is a problem, Tom, because you know, anyone who comes into your life, you have to look at them and realize that you could lose them. And are you really willing to risk the loneliness of losing them to be in a relationship with them? Because every time you have a gain in a relationship, you also have the potential for loss. 
And, you know, I really haven't seen any films particularly deal with this just cut and dried like this one. But I do think this is a very good question. In fact, this is one of the most big questions Anna asks when I do have a friendship or whatever. Because I'm like, am I willing to engage in this friendship with the fact that I could lose it? And usually, yeah, it is totally worth the risk. But sometimes it's like, well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people look at life that way, but some of us look at it and go, you know, with every possible relationship you have, you do have the possibility of losing someone either to death, to misunderstanding, to moving around the world. I mean, and yeah, we do live in a digital age and thank goodness for video cams. That's all I'm saying. But, you know, it does come not cut and dried. And how do you do with the possibility of loneliness? I think that's a very good question. And I think that Mew asking this question, I might want to go back for there for a minute from you, but Mew sitting there saying, you know, I've been dealing with this loneliness for like five years since my grandmother died. And what's kind of interesting to me as a viewer is I'm sitting there going, you know, I remember being five years old when my great grandfather died, who was a simply awesome human being. And I really never had anyone die in my life before he passed. And I was like, my goodness, this can happen in relationships. This sucks brick. And it really did alter how I looked at relationships, even as a kid at five years old going, you know, am I willing to engage in this? Because you could lose it all. And yeah, was it totally worth it? Now my grandfather, oh, he was an awesome human being. I mean, one of the finest people I've ever met in this life. And that's saying a lot because I met a lot of really, really, really cool people. But I'm just saying it did make me ask, you know, when you're hit with the death of someone who you deeply care about, it does make you reconsider your relationships and go, am I willing to broaden my circle or not? And I think the more that we sit there and go, you know, love, life, all that is worth the risk. Now, does that mean that it's going to be work out perfect and you're never going to get, you know, sideswiped by stuff? No. But does that mean that every time that you take a step forward, in trust that it will work out and in faith in yourself and in other people, it's a good thing. Totally uber, uber good thing. And so I think that's something that this, this movie really didn't, it didn't deal with well, because at the end of the day, you're sitting there going, you know, poor Mew, he, lost his grandmother he tried to reach out and reconnect with his friend they thought they were going to be something more and then bam he gets sideswiped and you're going by the end of the day Mew really hasn't gained anything and he hasn't you're sitting there going is he gonna reach out is he gonna continue to live his life well or is he gonna close and retreat into less and you know you don't know because this is how the story ends and it's like that's kind of depressing. I mean, no offense. I, I wouldn't want my pause button to end up there. I'm just saying. So I'm just, yeah, I wasn't real happy with the end of the story. I really did like the character of Mew. I loved his open heartedness and how he would sit there and just be completely honest about how he felt in a way that was almost childlike and innocence. And we are talking about someone who is still, in my opinion, kind of a kid. I mean, they're 15, 16 years old. I'm, I'm guessing, I'm not exactly sure. They're still kind of a child, but not really. They've still got some innocence left. And also, I think I love the 
basically the open heartedness of his character of sitting there and like there's a couple scenes where he sits and goes well i wrote that song for you so do you have anything to say in response to it and i love how he does that because most people would write a song about someone but they would never ever tell anyone that they wrote that song for them and so that was kind of neat to see. Again, it didn't really end well from you. No offense. I will say I was glad he didn't end up with Tong, to be completely honest, because I'm going, Tong would have always, you know, Tong, Tong wouldn't have looked out for you well. And you needed someone who would have appreciated him and been not ashamed of him in any way. And that wouldn't have been Tong. So, I mean, no offense. I'm like, you know, Sometimes things not working out is also things working out. And this would be one of those films I'm going, you know, it doesn't end well, but I'm hoping if we ever make a sequel, it does. And for that character, I'm thinking, nope, he would have been better off with someone else. So I did like the music in this show as well. It was really nice music. Um, the horns were a little strange, but again, I'm not particularly versed in Thai pop music so I'm thinking maybe it's a Thai thing that we add the horns and trumpets and all that I really don't know but the words to the music was really nice and I did enjoy the music and the person who sang the songs I'm not sure if it was the actual actor named who portrayed Mew or not but he did a really good job. Also, I love the scene at the end where he comes in and there's this tiny kid who is singing for him, who's this round, rumbly, tumbly little kid. And he just comes in and he starts singing with the kid. And he puts his arm around the kid and kind of helps the kid figure out how to do his tone because the kid has his voice, you know, how it kind of changes when you get to be a certain age and you're a kid. And so he kind of helps him. And I love that scene where he's just got his arm around the kid and he's helping him figure out how to sing that one portion of the song and I think that is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie although I do have to say the loneliness scene was very thought-provoking and again that's why Anna likes BLs because they ask really good questions and I mean no offense I'm not seeing that in rom-coms and trust me I I tried a few rom-coms this week I was like you know it's Valentine's Day we'll try something um yeah my mistake my big big mistake. I mean, you know, I I tried, yeah, I was like, no, no, uh -uh, no, going back to watch mine until we meet again. I might finish that for Valentine's Day because that one I know is pretty safe. And the others I was like, hey, okay, I won't tell you the words I was thinking when I saw some of them. I was like, nope, this one didn't even make it past five minutes. But yeah, this is why Anna likes Asian drama and typically BLs and why we probably won't be reviewing an excessive amount of rom-coms on this podcast ever. So with that, Anna out. And that's my review of Love at Siam, the BL dramas from 2007. I will drop a link in the description if anyone wants to watch it. This is not one I would watch with kids. Um, I'm not saying that they wouldn't have things like this show up at school. I'm just saying I probably wouldn't watch it with kids because number one, there are some language topics I wouldn't want smaller children to hear. And also, I really don't like the end message of the film either. So I probably wouldn't do that as I don't really like watching films that are depressing over again, and especially with children who I'm going, you know, the world's got some depression things in it, but we don't need to talk about them. So that is my review. Bye-bye.